Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas, where I get all up in your business in 20 minutes or less. I am Suzanne Proxa, your host, business strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs, and my jams just happen to be a client attraction and marketing. So let's not delay any further. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas. I am your hostess with the Moses, Suzanne Proxa, business strategist and coach. For female entrepreneurs, my jam happens to be client attraction. And I am blessed to have yet another amazing guest today. Her name is Lori Granito, and she is a four times, four times, you guys, TEDx speaker, two times Entrepreneur of the Year award winner, professional speaker, and million dollar business builder. She is the founder of Legendary Coaching and the Boss Lady Millionaires Club. I could go on. And this dear lady is up at 530 in the morning where she is to talk to me right now. So welcome, Lori. I am so glad that you are up and ready to share all this awesome knowledge with us. Hi, Suzanne. It's fantastic to be here. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to keep you awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I had to contemplate whether I was going to go to sleep or not because I was actually out partying up until about <laughs> two hours ago. So, um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I decided to forego the coffee because I will try to go back to sleep after this. Uh, you know, if, if you, I'm not too pumped after we finish. Oh, I love it. Well, you are a girl after my own heart because I am part Irish. And so if there's a party, I completely understand. You got to be there. <laughs> exactly. So you have been a TEDx speaker, like a lot. How did you pull that off? How did you get to do that? So um, it's, it's really funny. I have been mentoring uh, women uh, here locally. I live in Hong Kong first. Um, I've been here for 25 years. I'm originally from New Orleans. And I do a lot of speaking and I've been mentoring women for about um, just under that 25 years, just over 20 years. And um, I had wanted to do a TED talk, but like a lot of people, I, you know, talked about it a lot, but I didn't really actually do anything. And then an opportunity came up for me to apply to, um, to speak on a stage and I filled in the application and then I just left it on my computer. I did nothing with it. I was like, I could not hit send. And then a girlfriend came over to my house and my computer just happened to be open to this, you know, this page that I would look at every day thinking, oh, should I, should I not? And um, she said, oh, your application is done. Here you go. And she hit send. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy crap. So, so I like to think that I would have still um, sent it in. But, um, uh, you know, but she, she handled that for me. And um, then I was shortlisted. And the so every TEDx event is curated differently. Um, so the, the sort of the process that you go to, through is a little bit different for each one. So for this particular one, I had to actually go for an open mic. It was an open mic event. 
So in my mind, I had like this thing in my head that, you know, when you see people um, that go for auditions for like uh, plays and things, they'll walk onto the stage and there's like five people out there, you know, you do your thing and they tick stuff and they say, okay, we'll let you know. So that's what I thought it was going to be. And then I rocked up to this venue and there were like 200 people there. Oh no. So it was the audience who was like judging who would get in and there were 30 people that spoke that night and out of the 30 people they selected six of us to actually speak um at the big event and uh so that was how it happened it was the total you know I, I just got up there um it was a little bit like this morning and by the time they got around to me because I was the last person um I think it was like one o'clock in the morning by the time I actually spoke Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, so by that time I was just like, all right, let's just get this over with. <laughs> um, and then the last, the, the last three events, they just um, sort of invited me. I didn't have to jump through that many hoops. So that was nice. Well, okay then. I don't know if you could hear the snap, but <laughs> that's fabulous. So I am a huge huge, huge, huge believer in publicity, especially with as saturated as all the markets seem to be right now. And so I'm curious, when you think of being a TEDx speaker, what do you see as the benefit of doing that for your, for your business, for yourself? So um, the first thing is that it gives you a massive credibility as an expert in your field. Um, one of the things that I, um, I'll, I'll say that I did wrong, um, you know, after my TEDx talk was that I just saw it as the one thing, like I get up there, I do the talk, I share my story and, you know, I go back home and live my life. Um, I did not realize how much my life would change after I actually did that talk, because I, you know, I wound up being in a completely different industry. Um, I, you know, after I did that talk, I actually won my second Entrepreneur of the Year award. Um, I'm, you know, translate transferred my business from I was primarily in uh, the restaurant industry um, and mentoring on the side to literally having people walk up to me and say, "Here's some money. Can you coach me?" So it was. Um, it, it was a, a massive shift in the way I was um, perceived both here and in, abroad in terms of the work that I create in the world. Wow. Okay. So I need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get over those fears and do this. Yeah. And it's, you know, like I said, it's something that everybody, I like to think that I would have, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing person. I don't, I have no fear about getting on a stage, but I could not send that application in. I couldn't hit send. Wow. And um, it was that fear of my story is not going to be good enough. Um, you know, and then the other thing when I uh, applied the first time was they had announced two speakers already. And one was like the equivalent of the the ex vice president of Hong Kong, oh, and another geez. one was like a a anchor at Bloomberg Television, and so I'm like, they're not gonna pick me. Oh wow! <laughs> that was psyching myself out. Yeah, I was like waiting for you to say Oprah or something, you know? <laughs> no, no. Can you imagine? Then I really would have been freaking out. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my goodness. 
Okay, so now that people are kind of, you know, they're pretty excited about this prospect, what's the biggest mistake that people make when applying to do a TEDx talk? So there's actually two things I would say that are the biggest mistakes. Um, the first mistake is that people think that, um, like I did, that you have to have like special credentials, you have to be famous. Um, and so they, um, they psych themselves out and they, or they, on their applications, they pay more attention to like who they are and what they've done and what their credentials are, which is important up to a point. And, but most people forget that the main thing about TEDx is the idea that you have worth sharing. People don't actually spend enough time thinking about what that idea is. So, um, or they make it a little bit too ephemeral. Like they'll say, you know, I want to help people be more authentic and be, you know, passionate about their lives, which doesn't really say anything. So, um, so they have to really spend, a t you know, spend time crafting an idea worth sharing, which is what TEDx is about. And then the second big mistake that people do is really what I did is, you know, after you've psyched yourself out, you never send that application in. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, people think about it, but then they n never actually go through with it. Okay. All right. So, you know, we hear a lot about story these days those of us who are in business you know yeah. you know we know the importance but why is it important to develop a signature story even if you aren't interested in doing a ted style talk so that's a really good question um you know my while i do um a lot of um my coaching revolves around uh ted talks and and other high profile uh events like that that people speak at the main part of my business is um really just is showing people how to get from where they are now to to where they want to be and a huge part of that is your your story like why are you doing what you're doing and you know how you got there, what's behind, because people buy feelings. They don't buy, you know, your products or, you know, when we, when we buy Hallmark cards, okay, their card if you need for a birthday, but the first thing you always think about is, oh, that made me cry, you know, the commercial or whatever. So you really, people connect with you on a, um, a, 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 sentimental um, level. So they want to know why you're doing what you're doing and what are, what's the solution you can provide for them. So in order to do that, you have to create a signature, a signature story or signature talk that tells the story of your brand. And it doesn't have to be really long. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, something where there was a tragic, you know, something tragic that happened. But people do need to know your why, and that will help you to position yourself as both an expert in your field and your brand is something that people want to connect with. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the things that I see all the time is people are terrified to do this, to tell their story. And I know, for instance, I have another podcast that's more about empowerment and it's women telling their stories. And one of the most terrifying things that I did was I decided I needed to walk the talk. And so the first episode is a huge chunk of my story. Mm. Terrifying, 
and that's yes. a podcast. So what, what thoughts do you have around helping, uh, helping people, women, men, whoever overcome that fear of actually telling the story? So one of the things that I do with, um, uh, most of the people that I work with. And, and first I have to say that that is, that is so, um, such a common thing that people go through um, because we have the fear of judgment. Um, I went through it as well. I didn't actually even tell my husband what my first talk was going to be about because I was, you know, I kept going back and forth about like, you know, am I really about to tell all my business on this stage? Um, <laughs> But um, I, the one thing that I say to people is that you have to remember that the story that you have is not actually for you. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to that person or those people who are going to hear you speak and you are going to create a difference in their lives. They need to hear what you have to say. They're waiting for you. And, I, you know, there's so many people that have come up to me, even, I mean, last week, I had somebody stop me in the subway and say, oh, I had, you know, saw your TED Talk two years ago. I still, um, you know, part of the, the, the refrain that I have in that um, talk, which is about overcoming, you know, adversity is just keep swimming. And they said, oh, you know, we say in our office all the time, just keep swimming. So for that, for me, it just means that, you know, that's somebody that, you know, I didn't know. But they're still talking about that. That has helped them to, you know, it's helping them to get through things. Um, and the other thing is that um, not only is it like not your story, but um, in order to, to, get, um, to get past that being fearful, um, to get past that being afraid, is to, um, is to understand that the thing that you are afraid to share, the thing that you are um, ashamed of or you think people are going to judge you on or that you don't want anybody to know, that's actually your superpower. Mm. Because once you have put that out and once you have released it and you've released whatever you know shame, you've owned that story and you're able to walk on top of it, instead of staying mired in that story, then you make yourself that much more powerful. Yeah. And you know, the thing that really struck me, um, was you said they're waiting for you. And I think yeah. that, yeah, we have to keep that in mind. People yeah. are looking for people to stand up and tell their stories and, Part of the reason why they're waiting for you, I think, is because they're looking for that leadership. They're looking for somebody to make them feel, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I did um, my first TED Talk. I had um, a lady who I've known for many years, and she's really successful. She's got her own PR company. She works with big hotels. Um, and I remember her coming up after me because I basically just talked about how, you know, I was like, so we were so broke. I couldn't even buy diapers for my kid at the time. And, um, you know, and she's somebody that you look at her and she looks like she's, she's got it all together. She's always really well polished. And um, she came up to me afterwards and she said, oh my God, you know, we went through very similar circumstances. 
she said, you know, I had a client coming over from the U.S. And, you know, normally we take them out to a swanky restaurant, but we, you know, we had to make up some kind of story so that they could have movie night because we were literally fishing out coins from our sofa. So, so, you know, that gives people permission to say, you know what, what I went through is okay. I'm going to, you know, I'm not the only one. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny, you, you know, the story you just said, I, um, I was terrified to tell people that I got to the point where I had like 50 bucks <laughs> in my bank account, you know. Girl, you were rolling in it. I was, <laughs> I was, I, I'm like, yeah, there's no paying the mortgage with that girl, no. But uh, yeah, it was terrifying to put out there and then all of a sudden everybody was, you know, they rallied <laughs> so yeah and there were a lot of people who were like yeah same situation you didn't want to give up on their business didn't want to go back to a nine to five weren't clear on their what they were doing whatever the others you know there's a laundry list of reasons but yeah um yeah so it matters and uh, yeah. so with that I think this is a great lead-in because you've been very successful and and your goal is to help create more millionaires right women yeah so uh, so um you know i have uh I, I'm, I'm a horrible employee let me just say that up front so i can't work for other people <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm starting to feel the same way <laughs> so i've been an entrepreneur for as long as i can remember <laughs> when i moved out to hong kong and i started um my first business my uh first big restaurant here um you know the first year that we opened we i made 1.6 million dollars which wasn't um you know i was 27 years old but it didn't even register to me that that was like a big thing because you know you just think about money differently here because everything is so expensive and um and and so after I kind of pulled myself back up um, after going through that situation where we literally lost everything, um, and I was down to my last hundred Hong Kong dollars. Well, not even I. Um, uh, you know, part of my story is that when I got to um, went to go down to the ATM to get this hundred Hong Kong dollars out, which is about twelve thirteen U.S. dollars, I actually had ninety seven dollars in my account. And so I couldn't get it out of the ATM machine. I had to actually line up to go and get the money out. Um, and um, so when I got back on my feet and I started my um, my new businesses and, you know, eventually got to the point where I was, you know, making money again. Um, and I've been able to consistently do that for the last 12 years, stay between a, a million and a half and three million dollars in annual revenue in my businesses. And then last year, I came across this statistic that only 2% of women-owned businesses ever hit a million U.S. dollars in annual revenue. Oh. And I was really shocked to learn that. I mean, I, you know, it, it just didn't, never occurred to me that the number would be that low. And I think it is because as women entrepreneurs, we see it as a really big number, um, and a lot of times it's something that is, we think is for other people and it's scary and we can't reach that number. You know, we think, of course, we'd all like to get there, but my mission is really to break it down and show people that it's not magic. It's just math. 
and that no matter what business you're in, no matter what you're selling, there is a path and a map for you to be able to reach that million US dollar mark in your business. Now, because I like to tell people I live in reality, you know, if you're making a million dollars in your business, that doesn't necessarily mean you take a million dollars home in your pocket. You know, obviously with any business, you have to invest in it. Um, you have to pay, you know, your you people that you outsource to or your staff, if you have staff. Um, uh, but it is just getting people to create in their mind that, yes, this is possible for me. Because once you hit that first million US dollar mark, then it becomes very easy for you to start thinking about how do I scale past that? Yeah, so I would like to hit that million dollar mark. <laughs> I am working on that. I want, yeah. I want, that is a goal. I want to get there. Yeah, well, I just actually did my first um, uh, millionaire in the making retreat in Bali. Oh. Um, uh, ended at the end of April. Uh, we were there for a week. We had women from all over the world um, that came in, and we literally spend a week just recharging, rebooting, and refocusing on your business and creating a rock solid map to get from wherever you are now to a million dollars. And I always tell people to focus on three to five years um, because that's, even if you're starting from zero, that's a doable task. Okay. Very cool. Now, I love that. So I see my vision board changing. <laughs> <laughs> I see it changing. Uh, so do you have any additional thoughts for, you know, the people that are listening in today, you know, one or two tips that you want them to walk away with? So, yeah, I mean, the main thing that I want people to, um, to walk away with is um, remembering that th that story is not for you that the story that you need to share, it's not for you, it's for somebody else, the person who is waiting to hear what you have to say. Um, and when you release any kind of shame or fear or guilt, um, and you know this from doing your, you know, doing your other podcast, when you rele release it, it's almost like a physical weight that comes off of you. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to move forward in so many other areas of your business and in your life. And being able to say that, um, you know, what I call the, you know, make your mess your message, whatever the mess is that you have, you know, had in your life or that you don't want people to know about, make that your message. And by making that your message, then you can figure out how to actually monetize that. And that doesn't mean taking advantage of people. It just means that, you know, connecting with people, like you said, when you told your story, people just kind of rallied to you. Yes because you gave them permission to be be truthful about who they are and where they want to go and where they've been and like and that they didn't need to hide it anymore they had somebody else that was out there saying this happened to me i got through it you can too yeah um you know and then when growing your business i the one thing that i say to everyone that i talk to is believe bigger. Believe that whatever it is that you have on your vision board or whatever it is that that target number is, add another zero to it because nice. it's possible. So yeah. a million. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Lori, first of all, we need to get you back to bed. And number two, (laughs) I know that people are going to be like, okay, I need to find this lady. How do I get in touch with her? Where do I find her online? And does she have anything like a gift or something for me? Yeah. So, so online, um, the easiest way to find me online is on Facebook. Um, I have two groups. One is called Make Your TEDx Dream a Reality. Um, and then the other group is called Boss Lady Millionaires Club. Nice. Um, and then I do have a free gift that I'd like to um, to share, which is a, a TEDx bundle, which has um, uh, an, an ebook that is called The Path to TEDx, um, and it's a great resource even for people who who don't really think that they want to go to do a TEDx talk, um, but it will tell you why you need to start speaking. I believe that anyone who is in business, you need to speak in public. Um, That is how I have managed to grow my businesses um, exponentially Um, because you can't, you know, nobody's going to come to your house and say, here's a million dollars. They ain't going to knock on your door and do that. But um, you have to be seen. You have to get heard and or if you want to get paid. Um, So it's a really great resource. And then there's actually another, um, a list of uh, all upcoming TEDx events for the next six months that you can sort of dig through and see if there are any in your area and uh, that you want to apply to. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lori. Like I said, I'm a publicity geek. So this was super exciting for me and I'm feeling a little inspired. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, because I if, if we had talked two hours ago, I would have had you inspired and dancing. Oh, oh, and I loved <laughs> dancing is my thing. Like on the list of things I like to do, it's number one. So yeah, I would have joined you for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Super fun and super uh, educational as well. And we will let you get back to bed. And to the audience, thank you so much for listening again. I adore all of you, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. I'm so glad you decided to roll with me yet again. Hey, if you loved it, please give me a rating and some little comments on iTunes. And hey, if you're thinking that working together, with my crazy self sounds like a fantastic idea hunt me down suzanneproxa.com that k is before the s you can find all of my coaching information my blog my courses all of the things all right in one spot and with that i will see you in the next episode gorgeous